Yeah, it's the uh, Talking Heads. Cross-eyed and painless. We had uh, Future Shock before that. Curtis Mayfield. This has been Bug House Square. Um, I'm going to do... I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm turning this into a uh, weekly event. <laughs> So I, I have a few instruments, and I and uh, sometimes they get neglected. And if you um, listen to this and you have a collection of instruments, you know sometimes others are played more than others. And sometimes all you need to do is just dig them out. So I dug this thing out. It's a it's a gabanjo. <laughs> it's a gabanjo is what it is. It's um it's a. It's like a banjo that's tuned like a guitar. It's got a guitar neck on it, on a banjo body. Singing songs for pimps with tailors who charge ten dollars at the door. You can really learn a lot that way. It will change you.
right. Well, um, this has been Bug House Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, I hope that uh, I hope that everything works out good. You know, we, uh, do the best you can. Uh, try to be decent to one another. Um, think before you scream. It's hard, man. I mean, you sometimes you just want to wring some people's neck or break something. You just want to break something. Um, try breaking something to inanimate, you know, and then uh, get that shit out of you. Um, and then when we deal with people, try to, you know, it's like, it's hard. You know, humanities, they've dicked themselves over for uh, time memoriam, man. So let's, you know, let's think about history. Let's think about <laughs> being decent to one another. Yepper. Uh, let's try this. All right, next week. Sunrise and sunset, you're lying while you confess, keep trying to explain. The sunrise and the sunset, you realize and you forget what you've been trying to attain. Sunrise and a sunset, there's a change of heart or address. Is there nothing that remains? For a sunrise or a sunset, you're manic or you're depressed. Will you ever feel okay? For a sunrise or a sunset, your lover is an actress. Did you really think she'd stay? For a sunrise or a sunset, you're either coming or you just left, but you're always on the way. Towards a sunrise or a sunset, a scribble or a sonnet, they are really just the same. To the sunrise or a sunset, the master and his servant had exactly the same fate. It's a sunrise and a sunset from a cradle to a castle. Sunrise and a sunset.
W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. With Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Thanks. Hi. I rem- That sounds like Mickey Mouse Club, right? Oh, when you spell out his name? L-L-M-O-Y-T. What an asshole. <laughs> Narcissistic little prick, right? You yeah, can't leave the stage until I finish spelling my name. C-A-L... Mickey Mouse, man, what an egotistical little prick. Well, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, welcome to the show. We want you to subscribe to the show by our acronym. It's called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also want you to listen to us on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, we stream first every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. California time, uh, just check your wristwatch uh, or your wrist, and uh, people will get that reference. We will uh, be watching a full-length movie on YouTube, hence the title, but with you, let us. Uh, Carl, what movie are we watching today? We will watch Eggshells, 1969. This is what you put in the uh, YouTube search engine, Eggshells, 1969. And we like the channel, and it might be the only one you find. Save the dude, man. That's Z-A-N-E, the dude, man. He only has 206 subscribers, Carl. That seems anemic. 
<laughs> it says psych out of the north. Excellent. Okay. We want you to buffer and slide it back to zero, zero, zero. Ignore the fact that this movie is one hour and 25 minutes. My heart 25 minutes? The credits come up real early. You'll see. Everything's oh, good. Yeah, get that up. Get it out of the way. <laughs> okay, oh. so Eggshell's 1969 Toby Hooper debut feature film. You can put that all in the search engine if you want. And then we like Zane. And then it's all one word, the dude, man. Dude, man. You know, that's his last name. It's whole, he's from a whole family of dude, man. <laughs> dude, man. Dude, yeah, dude, man. Well, what did your ancestors do? Well, when people walk by, they said, dude, man, dude, hey, dude. <laughs> All right, here we go. So we uh, did that. We hit pause. Uh, we made fun of the guy who is hosting this movie for us. You better course. subscribe later. Subscribe to it. Make it 207 tonight. Uh, and we want you to go ahead and hit pause, move it to the left, and get the uh, browser mouse thing on the triangle thing. So right now you guys have queued up 000 with uh, Eggshell's 1969 Toby Hoover's debut. I can't wait to watch this stupid film. So let's get the countdown going. You know, the king of countdown himself, Paul Brumbaugh, is robot replicant. That's right, the Paul Brumbaugh, uh, our emergency proxy of all things Brumbaugh, which you can check <laughs> him out at Edge of, the Edge of Insanity. Uh, he's uh, – one of our great friends, and he does a radio show here in Mini Radio, and uh, so go to Venmo, and the Sanity, I believe, and also promote, uh, donate to Mini Radio at Mini Radio. Okay. And the so. PS4. Oh yeah, and my PS4. PS4. No, let's drop that. You don't have Venmo, Venmo, PS4, support my. Oh, I need a PS4 while everyone gets a five. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's really bad, Carl. Uh, let's go, and here is the Brumbot. All right, so let's get started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumba? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Ooh, watchable films present. <laughs> well, that's watchmaker films. And it's like, why weren't they making watches? Why were they making films? Well, they were, you know, so into the mechanical things, they didn't really have answers. Do you hear the birds? That's our beginning. Yeah, they go right to the credits. <laughs> Is it Toby Hooper or Toby Hooper? Carl, what's the director's name? The director is Toby Hooper. Toby Not Hooper. Not Tob Tab Hooper? There's the sound down. Toby Hooper, am I saying it wrong? No, I think you're right. I think it is two syllables. <laughs> I probably pronounced it Tobe, Tobe Hooper. So, like a Tupperware. So, Senor Hooper is very famous for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've seen that movie a dozen times. Yeah, this was four years before. It was pretty much his first film, but 
He had done like 60 documentaries, shorts, commercials by the time he got to this. He was, he oh, was right. a seasoned, I'm not a seasoned pro, he was a seasoned amateur. He taught at the university in Austin. He was, uh, oh, Professor Hooper. That's right. Oh, it's yeah. probably adjunct professor, something like that. Oh, right, right. Well, hanging with adjunct uh, Professor Hooper. I love that sitcom. <laughs> and it was totally hippie days. That campus must have been great. Now, this is a hippie movie, right? Is there any Chainsaw Massacres in this movie, Carl? Because I uh, have shit. No, no. There are no Wait. Chainsaw Massacres. This is That's actually... Not a horror film, can you believe? Now, there is a ghost or something that lives in the basement. Right. That's as be. close to horror as we get. So this is a, I'm going to pop sits on a park bench comedy. There's <laughs> no, like, chainsaws or poltergeists or life forces or whatever the fuck that we've No, it is that stuff. It is that right. stuff. Yeah. That's in the basement. That's in the basement. Body bags. <laughs> No, not horror, not horror like uh, murder, horror like metaphysical, like don't go in the light, you know, like look at these great cars. Oh, yeah, these are all vintage. This is a, they're all going back to Jay Leno's garage. <laughs> they're all, yeah, they got a mighty convoy heading to Jay Leno's garage. They got a mighty convoy. Oh, no, look out. Who, who else has one? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld? He's going to – here's Jerry Seinfeld's uh, collection. Now, here is, you know, a hippie – you know, it's the just, truth shall set you free, you know, in our justice system. But this is the stock exchange, the courthouse, uh, the uh, city hall. <laughs> well, we're at a university, uh, the University of Texas in Austin, and we're going to see this clock tower – which is very famous for a horrible shooting, 14 oh, people. That's the famous Watchtower uh, massacre. 1966, Charles Whitman. 66, and this movie 69, so three years right. later. Yeah. Right, so when he films the clock tower, he knows what he's doing. Did he tell the there security guard, I'll be right back, I got to shoot from the clock tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. What do you mean, shoot? Call in the <laughs> 900. We got another one. Freeze! Freeze. Drop the camera. I'm not being number 15. <laughs> this hippie shit. It's all football crap. Now, her name is Milan. Milan. Oh, she's going to mow my lawn. She is going to mow your lawn. And this is a anti-Vietnamese, uh, anti-Vietnam War rally. <laughs> we are really seeing a slice of time here. Wow. This is back when people didn't wear shirts. <laughs> but it's just a neat – look at the sideburns, and it's just They're a neat so slice grim. of, you know, the guy's – everybody's pants is tucked in, and I don't know. Well, those are like radical cyborgs. They basically touch your earlobe almost. Here's <laughs> a really happy. Yeah. The thing is, things have come so full circle every now and again. That's the writer. You just saw the writer. Oh. Uh, we'll we'll show you much more of him later. Is he a character in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Toby? No, Toby's not. The writer is. Writer. Uh, yeah, the writer is um, Kim Hinkle. Kim Hinkle, 
and Kim is a boy's name. Yeah, no, Kim could be a boy's name. I agree. <laughs> if you're Asian, so he moved on to co-write um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. Oh. So do you think Tab and him were like, our, our buddies where the horror's at? You know, we're never doing hippie comedies again. No, yeah, uh, no. It, the reason he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre is because if he did horror, he didn't need stars. He could still get something that would go to Hollywood if, you know, and it didn't have to be a star vehicle for someone. Have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, I avoided that movie on purpose. Now I'll have to. When I was a kid, it was very scary thoughts. <laughs> you don't have to. It starts off with a DJ's voice, but it's John Larroquette is the actual DJ. Ah, okay. So he's like, I'm John Larroquette. There's a grizzly guy who imitates Ed King, but he's not Ed King. I swear. What was the name? Was it was Ed Gein or something like that. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all gruesome. And they'll say, oh, the actress has really felt it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, you can tell that people are having fun at this parade. This, uh, this is a real snapshot in time. This is documentary-type footage. You know, it's this is what happened that day. So Look this how packed the place is, man. So this is a true exploitative movie because they're exploiting a uh, riot that's going on. Rally. I, don't, I really think it was not done in the spirit of exploitation. Just like I remember we had a co-host in when Revolution was going on, and he was ma making it fun like the director was a creeper. This was a weird time, Mike. This was one of the only times in history, except for, like, French poets in the 1600s, in which it was like, love, share, be embrace, you know, total legitimacy, right? It happened yeah, for about four years in a row. It might be a little one-sided. But they were genuine, even if they were mistaken, you know? It's not exploitive, like, hey, there's a riot, quick! This will be good on TV. I mean, it was just trying to capture the... I gotcha. Did you see that guy selling the newspaper? He was totally on the rag. <laughs> what? It was a rag newspaper. <laughs> now, listen, a rag newspaper brought this film back from obscurity. Uh, it was lost, completely lost. So there's this guy, Editor-in-Chief Louis Black, uh, from the the Chronicle, which was like an alternative, you know. Sure, oh, like the weekly. He found a copy and restored it. He was good friends with Toby back in the day. He was? He was Tab's friend? Yep. Was he like, uh, check out my back page of my weekly? You need a prostitute? <laughs> check out the back page of my weekly. It's an alternative okay, weekly. This is Ron. That's Ron on the porch, okay? And he's uh -huh. the one who's going to become mesmerized by the weird thing in the basement. Is that called the plot? There's a plot in the basement, and they don't want to let it out. It's very loose, but yes, it is a plot. A lot of this movie is plotless, but yes, he totally did make it with the plot. Now, the internet wants to tell me that there's a string pulling this paper airplane. Do you see it? I don't. Oh, yeah, it's wire foo at its finest. You can't really tell the wire. Yeah. Well, maybe they train, like, some circus ants. Now, this is strange. Toby does, right now, a weird gag. You see, it ex it crashed and exploded. Like, it's, like this is a comedy or something. 
But every joke turned to Vietnam War ended with an explosion like that. <laughs> of crashing planes. Yeah, it was of the time. <laughs> you couldn't do a comedy sketch without having a massacre at the end. Now, here's what's weird, Mike. That will be it. That was a departure for the movie, but we saw it first. He's never again going to do some sort of wacky gag. Right. He just pulled it off in the beginning. <laughs> it was for the trailer. Yeah. Is that a Bundy Scoop uh, poster in his bedroom with a peace sign? I yeah. missed it. Uh, morning ritual. Bacon. That's the writer. That's the guy who wrote this. Oh, uh, that's him. Tim Hinkle. His name is Toes in this. Hey, Toes. See that dog there? That's Dog. And he will die. What do you mean? Oh, wait, this is Dog? In the movie, he will die. Oh. Now I have to look it up, damn you. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, don't bother. I was totally making that up so that you would go and look it up. He does not die. <laughs> I'm going to type in eggshells. On, on, does the dog die? I'm the biggest idiot. <laughs> now, like... I don't like Kim's personality in this thing. He's Okay, what they're doing now is making a joke like they're doing grace and prayers in different, you know, they're doing it in French and in Latin. Yeah, and they're just like, let's eat the hot food while it's hot. Right. Oh, God. I don't want to hear it. All right. But it's, here we go. Christine Laisson. Christine Laisson. Christine Laisson. Christine. And then in the end, this is Amy here. She's like, enough of this guy bullshit. Yeah, let's eat. Now, that is Amy and David, and they will be married. You got a room with a view? <coughs> is that a porch or is there windows like pop <laughs> That's like an exterior balcony kind of porch. Yeah, they're kind of creepy. Okay, now Kim is sitting down at his typewriter. Now, this is probably a snapshot of how he was in real life. This is probably the dude Kim and all his ad libs throughout this whole film. It's really him. Now, what scene do you think he's of the movie is he typing right now? <laughs> what he's the probably computer? doing, he's you can hear his like short stories. I, I, you won't want to, but okay. No, trust me, the guy's name is Toads. Yeah, that's his Toads, but it's really it, him, and he's probably just one short story he wrote. We're hearing it. It's kind of poetic. It's like a yeah. Well, throughout the film, he'll be at his typewriter every now and again. So he's writing the story we're watching. No, no. That would be a pretty good plot. This is uh, David. That's that's uh, Alan. That's Amy. (laughs) (laughs) How many times, let the audience know how many times you've watched this movie prior to our our broadcast. Like, Like 
four. Like, but one of them was like real absent-mindedly, and the other I was fast-forwarding. But about four. Okay, that's plenty, Carl. That's that's all you have to do. That's the show's entertainment right there. That's David. That's David. He is cute. Mm. That's Parrot. Parrot. Sharon. Okay, what's happening now is they're saying that this house is haunted. Yikes. Now, Sharon is in real life married to Alan, and that is their real-life baby. There's Alan. That baby's like a Gen Xer right now. In his 50s. Yeah, that's probably true. He would be the one to interview about this movie. Right. If we oh, were like absolutely. Adam's podcast or something. Right. Yeah, if we were like a real podcast, we would interview the baby from Eggshells. I remember the third day of shooting, and the director asked me, and I was like, goo, goo, gah, gah. What a remembrance. He looked at me and said, want milk? And before I had a chance to answer, the lights were on. He yelled action. <laughs> Got milk? Hong Kong. Got me on the first take. <laughs> so what's happening is Amy is like, this house is haunted. And Alan is like, they told you it was ahead of time, so you think it was. And then she's defending herself. Why? She heard these footsteps go upstairs. They never came down. Uh, and also, they went out to the back to this, like, shed and opened it up. And, like, there's just evidence there was a murder in her opinion. She thinks the house is haunted. What do you think, Carl? She's right. Oh, it yeah. isn't. It isn't haunted by ghosts. It's haunted by, like, a creepy, flickery, I'm controlling you light in the basement. Is it Beetlejuice? And it, no. And it makes them get under those hairdresser things. Oh, right. Their hair's eliminated. I guess. It'll, like, liquefy them in the end. It's, that's, our, that's our big finish. Wait a minute. They all get liquefied at the end of this movie. <laughs> Four of them do, our main characters. Amy, right. her days are numbered. So, you know, if you don't want to have this film spoiled, just stop listening. No, no, Does no. If you listen to this podcast, yeah, right, okay. the film will be spoiled. So we're watching them now, but we know in advance that they're going to get liquefied. <laughs> because of me and my big mouth. No, it's, it's gratifying to hear their opinion now. <laughs> okay. But now, this is why she thinks the house is haunted. Right. Why would she dream it up? Right. Okay. Now we have, like, a hippie segment in which, I don't know, you'll, we'll see this sort of thing a lot. He's creative. He's creative. He does a good job. Of what? Just going in his backyard? It's 1969, and it was a time before... No, no, it's not just... No, no, we're about to be introduced to this ghost kind of thing. Look, you see the smoky stuff? Right. Okay, okay. All right. Plot. We're getting plot here. I don't want to watch another Chainsaw Massacre movie, Carl. Don't make me do it. I've already <laughs> watched it a dozen times. I don't want to watch it three times. <laughs> You've watched it for me, because I have... I guess I should see it now. Yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch it. It gets under your skin. No, but the thing is, back in my, like, 
teens and 20s, that stuff would get in my skin. Okay, hold on now. You see, we're in the basement now, okay? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah we're getting to the con- where, you know. I was told I was supposed to perform here in this space in the basement. <laughs> look at so look, see the smoke and the flickery thing? Yeah. Is that a, a spectral vision I see? Look at that. Look at that. What is that thing, Mike? Uh, it's a poltergeist. It's a polter. It's a protogeist. It's the first. It's the prequel. It's the prequel geist. Listen to this annoying 60s music. Yeah. Banjo or go-go. Is it harmonica? Uh, no, it's a saxophone for sure. And oh, a, okay. and a, one of those uh, mouth uh, boing, 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 you know, like Snoopy had. Sure. Well, they're called a Jew's harp. You could say it. <laughs> you think I wasn't saying it because of the word Jews? Boing, boing, boing. Do you think because... Jew is an insult? It sounds kind of insulting, right? Well, it's also Harper. known as a, as a jaws, jaw harp. A jaws harp. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, but it's Maybe also... It's a, kind of auto harp, though. Anyway... Once or twice I played it, and that thing touches your tongue, and that's yeah. going to fuck you up for about 15 minutes. That's like that tongue. <laughs> what were you doing licking the uh, harp, the jaw harp? It has a name. Google would tell us, but. All right. Okay, so now they're having, like, a political discussion, like, David is saying that these people got killed by the police, and then she's like, what's this country coming to? And she's talking about her father's views. And right. Basically, he recorded a conversation. It's no plot whatsoever. But they're in the bathtub naked together. That's well, the they're, they're hippie friend and hippie friend. Do you think like people went to the theater just to see hip, naked hippies in the tub? Yes. Well, by the way, this never went to the theaters. This had like 50 engagements. It was at college campuses a lot, like all around the country. He was trying to get noticed, and it didn't work. Um, it did win pro- a gold award, though, at the Atlanta Film Festival. Um, yeah, it won Yeah, the gold award. And it was 1971, so it was two years old at that point. He shopped it around. It just wasn't uh, Chainsaw Massacre. So he just was like, let's hit the circuit for two years. And we could crash to people's couches, film other fellow filmmakers' couches. Well, remember I was talking about you, the genuineness of the hippies? Uh, yeah. That doesn't really count for Toby. What Toby was trying to do was make a splash in Hollywood. That's what he was trying to do. He had He was nine years old. He made his first sound recording with his father's eight-millimeter Super 8, maybe? And he was like, that's it, I'm a director. And, you know, he was the college's only film student. They had one film student. Wow, in Austin, back in yeah. the day. And then yeah. he became a, te- a adjunct professor there at the huh. same time. Yeah. He's uh, like, I'm the only student, I might as well teach myself. That's right. He, he um, no, I'm sure he taught some course that was populated by students. The, um, he, he worked for the local PBS while he was there. He really did a lot of work before he came to this film or Chainsaw Massacre. 
Well, you know his history. Like the, the, he's notorious. The, the, he directed Poltergeist, but the story is that he didn't direct it. Spielberg ghost directed it. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know what to believe. I never. I don't know either. I know he did not direct Poltergeist too. That's fact. That's something else. Well, the the fact that he directed, you know, even Salem's Lot prior to Poltergeist shows that he's a director. He could have done it without Steven Spielberg, whether Steven yeah. Spielberg was on it or not. Now, look, if you remember Poltergeist, there's lots of Steven Spielberg type stuff, type angles. Remember when the chair was going across the uh, floor? It was from a low looking up. Okay. Never saw it. Oh, then that, you should see it, but okay. This is – oh, it's, maybe it's not going to happen now. Soon Ron is going to become mesmerized by something, and he's going to find himself in the basement. And oh, that's man. like – yeah, he's going to live his life out in the basement, except for this one jaunt in the park. It makes no sense. We'll get there. So they just moved in, and they got hippie posters all over the place? I doubt it, they just moved in. No, I think they've been living here. All right. It's their frat house. They called you. it. It's their fashion sense. <laughs> I would rather go with the cracking uh, wallpaper, white wallpaper of the wall. Than I think book. what they did is not go for anything. Just whatever it was, they left yeah, it. Shoot it. They just put up some posters. I mean, you see the 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 boards behind, you know, behind the sheetrock there, right? On the top left. I mean, it's exposed yeah. to the wall, to the air. This is like another thing Toby does. You see how it's all shots of them using the stairs, using the hallway. Is right. good? I don't know. It's creative. It is a staircase. Oh, there's the kid. Now, for, the kid. Oh. for some reason... He stops doing that, and we see this scene. Yeah. By the way, that's Sharon and Alan. They divorce. They totally divorce. <laughs> During the movie or after, right after this movie? Like, okay. Um, they were divorced in 72. <laughs> so, poor baby. Uh, his son, Jason, at the age of eight months, has a cameo. He doesn't really have a cameo. He's in a, a lot. Uh, yeah. Five years later, he played Jerry in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and his his second and final role. So he was in Chainsaw Massacre. It wasn't really a cameo, right? He didn't say like, "Hey, do you, what do you want to do today? Do you want to appear as yourself in this movie?" Oh, that'd be that's great. Great that's, idea. Yeah, that's one scene. That's a cameo. But you have to have some sort of fame to do a cameo, right? Yeah, right. Well, people are supposed to stop and go, oh, my God, it's that baby. It's that no, baby from eggshells. Jason. <laughs> Weren't you the Gerber baby? No, no, I I was in eggshells. Oh, that's what it is. You're the boss baby. No, I'm just wearing a suit. You, you had that hat, that uh, Uncle Sam hat. Oh, yeah, right. Are you the USA? Are you Uncle Sam, baby? Yankee Doodle? Yankee Doodle, right? A baby wearing an Uncle Sam hat? Am I right? Born on the 4th of July. <laughs> I know. He doesn't shut the fuck up about it. 
<laughs> His name always shows up on Facebook that day. Happy 4th of July. Happy birthday to Yankee Doodle and two others. Yes, Cooper was the University of Texas's sole film student. So Where he taught himself, basically. He literally taught himself. He went There's to class. There's a story there. I don't know. Check this out, Mike. When this director was a kid, a, you know, really young, his uh, family owned hotels. Like one in Dallas, one in Austin, one in, you know, Galveston. And so he says his babysitter, lots of times, was the movie theater. Oh, all right. Hey, they whatever. Would go, right. They would go to a local hotel. I got some business. And they put him in there with the thing of popcorn. I'm talking about seven years old. They just put him in there. And so he got to see a lot of films. A lot of films. Wow. Well, we had to just watch TV every day, but not Toby. Well, imagine if you, like, at least twice a week were babysat by, you know, I'll be back in 45 minutes, you know? Right. Because back right. then it was like, this is where I came in, remember? I would I would start working at a video store. I'd be like, yeah, I was raised by movies. Oh, I saw that as a double feature because my parents hated me. <laughs> I think it was just a different time and using the... <laughs> It's like, you know, giving your kids some quarters for the amusement, for the oh, yeah. arcade. Listen, you go, you, you sat there in 1969, and uh, no, 62, and you got to watch, like, News on the March, and you got to watch, like, Woody Woodpecker, and the super Echo and Jekyll. And, he uh, was the babysitter, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they must have been shorts at the theater before they, the coming attraction. Oh, oh. I don't know, because what are we talking – well, are we talking about the 50s or 40s? Well, how – Toby must have been in his 50s, right, as uh, a kid? He died at 74. Oh, no, I mean, like, when he was a kid, it, the, the decade, he was probably in the theater in the 50s. 50s, yeah, that sounds right. So they still would have had stuff like that. Yeah. Now, maybe it's now. Ron is going to get mesmerized, and he's going to be lured. He's down. being lured right now. Is it, okay, maybe it's happening now. Ooh, what awaits in the cellar. What awaits in the cellar, right. Yeah. Hey, is that a pong table? Why don't they hook it up upstairs? What's the catch? Wow, foosball. Guys, come down here. There's old pachinko machines on the walls. I haven't seen that since 70. Well, today's 69. In three years, I'll see it. Did they blow the dust off? <laughs> Whoa, Pac-Man. Okay, <laughs> you see the sparkles? Yeah. Now, look, he kicked the can, and what does he see? A sword. Now uh, we're going to see one of the best things in this film. Sword play is going to attack the toilet. Unfortunately... It goes on for way too long, and we won't get to the cool part for a little while. Right now, it's just like he's shadow boxing. But what's going to happen is he's going to sword fight himself. Who, as himself? Shirts? Is he? Will his ultra self wear a shirt? Will it be shirts versus skins? <laughs> no, it won't be shirts versus skins. Because since there's only two of them, it's okay to... Uh oh. Now watch. Is it going to start now? It gets interesting when it happens. This is like every music video on MTV in 1984. Let's get you some sound for a second. 
Odor of the lonely heart. <laughs> he just was. It's about to happen. He's about right. to sword fight himself. He's doing it, or something's happening. Look how well it's choreographed. He didn't get a single job off of this. He had to hit the market for two years, and he was like, screw yeah. that. I'm dead. Chainsaw some ladies. Look how well it's done. The sound really matches the impact, and so does the positioning. It was well, it was choreographed. It looks like some kind of animation, like stop motion. Like he took a couple frame shots and he stopped, and the guy ran off and went around the other side. This is one take. Well, you're right about that. I wouldn't call it stop motion, but he probably stopped it, turn around, do it backwards, or he did them both back and forth. Either way, it does come out right on. Uh, see, look at it. It's, it's still killing. It's a crazy basement, man. Something weird is going on in the basement. He got well, surprised. People under the stairs said it's a great place. Uh oh. My enemy's myself, man. <laughs> it's like when Luke saw Darth Vader's face came off and Luke yeah. was there. Oh, shit! <laughs> you were right, Yoda. I'm scared. Uh, glory hall. Don't uh, do it. He see got smacked. Yeah. By a rail light. No, what is that? I don't. It's the worst. I glory think hall. it was okay. I've seen this a couple times, and I think it was one of those party things that unrolls, but there oh. was no sound. You know those sync stamp sounds. Okay, this is what he's found. Bleep blorp. Yeah, he found the bleep blorp. Oh, man, how long is that dryer going to run? I got to go. I need a pair of pants. Oh, no. Meanwhile, in hippie land, Toby does a good job here. Yeah, the party's raging, too. Okay, so you remember in the beginning of the film, we saw Milan walking the street. Well, that's her on the stairs talking to Amy, okay? Okay. Milan is about to meet Kim for the very first time ever. They do not know each other. And in one second, they absolutely become boyfriend and girlfriend. In one second. Listen, you didn't, who wrote this shit? I, <laughs> good one, Mike. He wrote like he wrote this roller. This woman falls in love. You're a creep, Kim. Get the fuck away from me. Okay, well here's a new uh, script. A I movie just script. Yeah. Now you like me. Toby just said, "Will she fuck me?" <laughs> now look, he goes, "Let's see what you got." And he's like, "She's about to like unzip his pants." Wow. And you see the one down there. She, I don't know her name, but she's shocked. Excuse me. She's still watching, right? Yeah, because it's like scandalous. Yeah, it's scandalous. Gotta tell that guy. Now look, she's exposing her boobs. Okay, it's gone. Yeah. I take it back. I'm glad there was a poster there. 
Amy and David are going to be so happy together. Wow, he is drunk. Now, David Knoll is his name, and he doesn't go on to do anything. This is all he does. But Amy Lester does move on, and she's one of the more successful people in this film. Check this out. She was in Project Z, History of Zombie Apocalypse, the TV series, as Camp Inhabitant. Oh, my God, yeah. I, you would never believe what happened to Camp Inhabitant. <laughs> that, was, that was the anti-gen uh, episode in 2012. She was Camp Inhabitant. Look out, my, the zombies are coming. No way am I going to take leave my camp. Rawr. Ah! Good job, Inhabitant. But then, Mike, she went on to do another TV series, Man Seeking Woman. And in episode L, she was minion number two. What, really? Was he yellow and had, like, goggles? With one, goggles? one eye. Yeah. That was 2016. So that was that's her career. They really made this movie in a bubble. Yeah. Now, look, she is my favorite character in this. Look, a lot of this is just documentary style, but obviously they're doing plot stuff, too, you know? I don't know. But yeah, uh, uh, I like her. I like Amy a lot. They're totally doing plot stuff. Why else would they be in a bubble in a field? It's weird. That's not the eggshell either. I don't know why they call it that. They're going to take the bubble. Put it on the top of the car so they can cruise the town, you know, Ooh, and like, stuff. Oh. Like hand out flowers. Does eggshells mean something in this movie? No. So I thought. Because hippie, man. Where are they? They're in Iowa? Austin. Austin, Texas. Oh, right, Austin. I'm sorry. I should have known that. The thing is, there's a downtown Austin, and then there's, you know, far. I mean, our part of the country, I know you too, it's it's kind of like an urban sprawl, but a lot of the country, there's a main town, and then you drive for five miles till the next town, and it's pretty much a gas station. Now a lot it's part of Austin. A lot has happened since the summer of love of 67, and a lot has happened to Austin since 69. It's weird, Austin, now. Yeah, well, we talked about Slacker. That's a, a day in the life of Austin. That's uh, in my DVD Netflix queue, thanks to you. Yeah, well, the, if you had it on your VHS queue, you'd probably get it by now. <laughs> I wonder if there is such a service anymore. Uh, yeah, like, I need a copy of, like, Taking Care of Business with uh, Charles Grodin. Got it. Give me right yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have Beethoven 6? Do you have Snow Puppies? Now, what was that called? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> they were driving around handing out flowers. Basically, we're seeing Austin now. Uh, yeah, this place costs them $20 a month. Okay, you see Kim is, they're painting over the uh, the art that's there. But later in the film, the art will come back. It's, I don't know, it's weird. It's shot out of sequence, I guess. It, of course, is shot out of sequence, but why would Toby... Oh, is look he... at that. that no, that's stop animation. Right. That's stop motion animation, and you're going to see that... Well, it isn't really stop motion. He just... He did a little, he filmed it. He did a little, he filmed it. So, well, I guess you're right. So you'll see it. Um, 
you'll see when it painted the earlier drawing. Sledgehammer, ooh, sledge, right? Sledgehammer, right. there it is. Nice, right? Yeah. Oh, I wanna be. I'm not looking at her boobs, Mike. Why would you even think that? Why don't you call my? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Wow. I'm not looking at that. Listen, guys. I don't know if my stop motion animation is that compelling, so I'm gonna intercut it with shots. What I like about those tits is they're just a regular person's tits, right? So uh, it's like your yeah, coworker at work TV. maybe has those tits. <laughs> hey, well, how, old is, how old is your coworker, Carl? Maybe it's her. She's just the girl next door. She's just the girl next door. Don't make like you never gawked at Patty Wade's mom's butt. You don't have to call it, you don't have to be embarrassed anymore, but this movie's going, this scene's going on so long enough, you might as well. Those hippies painted themselves, and now there's a repercussion, they gotta wash it off. I know, they gotta soak in water, which is foreign to the hippies. Right. Yeah. Which is foreign to the hippies. Oh, look at him. Oh, rough on. Yeah, ow, ow, that's, yeah, I remember that, that's. That was pinchy. That wasn't cool. Yeah, you know, the script didn't call for it. He did not seem to mind. Okay, now we're going to have another, like, experimental thing. You see, he must have filmed in a reflection. He must have gotten, like, a bowl, bowl that was wobbly, made of metal, and it did a reflection. You did some psychedelic uh, shooting for fish burgers back in 1991 where you used an old disposable beer bong. As a reflection. Yeah. yeah. You're on drugs. You're on drugs. And that and was all thanks to it being lying on the floor at the time. You remember the drug juice? I did oh, that with the, so many different shapes, you know. What was it? I wasn't supposed to don't drink the drug juice. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I went off to like talk to my mom and <laughs> you were all alone and you said the you're always supposed to take a little But then I drank the drug juice. <laughs> so he's filming against like some sort of metal sheet, maybe a trophy, and he's like wobbling it. So two people are making love, which is him. See, they're doing it. Well, actually, now we're not seeing the reflection. We're just seeing them doing yeah. it. Yeah. Finally, the, the bit's not scrambling. Like scrambled porn, and then suddenly you get to see something. <laughs> uh, scrambled again. It be porn. So, did he wash his back at least? Is it still blue on it? <laughs> so, probably they were like, they did the scene, and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry, Amy. Uh, the lighting wasn't right. We need to shoot again. And she's like, All right. And then bang, 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 hump, hump. Oh, Amy, I'm sorry. He didn't put the stock in the film. Again? Again? We got it? Well, if it's for art. Gotta, oh, gotta oh. play something at the festival. It's, it's interesting how he does it. People, I only knew it's a reflection because that's what we did on that Fish Burgers episode. Look at that yeah. butt. Yeah, I know. It's lucid. 
tripping. Are they on I'm, fire? I'm sure people saw this and thought, how the hell did he do that? How long is this going on? Yeah, that's a, a lot of this movie is things like this. Images and... I mean, it has nothing to do with the ghost in the basement. That's what would be... That's how you should really do it. Make everything tie into the plot, but it didn't. Well, the ghost in the basement's like, come on, guys, hurry up with this hippie shit. How long does a, a beard takes? <laughs> Kennedy, one of you guys are banging. Congratulations. He did Invaders from Mars, Toby Hooper, in 1986. <laughs> that got a lot of recognition too. Oh, I'm telling you, Life Force is like one of my favorite movies. It's like naked, full frontal naked space zombies. It's really fun. It's a good movie. I'm sure Poltergeist is good. It's just, as I said, there's some movies I've never seen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe it's a little too late. It's a little too late to watch Poltergeist. No, uh, it would it would stand up, yeah. Uh, have you seen the sequels to Poltergeist 2, 3, 4? Well, okay, Poltergeist, I did not see the sequels. Poltergeist 2, he did direct again. Oh, he did. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, uh, no, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, he directed. But the writer, Kim, wrote and directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, 1990. Oh, that's the guy. So that's a notorious film because at the time it starred, it was starred Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Uh-huh. And then in the Miramax 90s, when those two were being these like matinee stars, Right. They said, well, let's release this film Toad's made. And their their attorneys sued, saying, you're not releasing this. You're not going to say Renee Zellweger in, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they said, so their representative, representative sued the, the producers, and it was unreleased for years. So wow. Had a- so, yeah, some notoriety in that. I didn't realize it was that, that weird direct, uh, writer. Writer. Right it's there. Kim. It's Kim. And the thing is, it is not Toby. So I wonder if Toby was like on the phone with Kim, like, what are you doing? I'm trying to make a book, Toby. Off of my thing. No, they probably both own the rights, and he said, I own the rights. I'm going to make this movie. Yeah, I guess yes. Oh, is he taking a shit? Once again, he's an uh, author, you know. So he's, in two seconds, their boyfriend and girlfriend, they're inseparable now. I was going to say, like, that's a weird way to pick up women. Like, oh, excuse me, I was just typing nakedly on your toilet. He's not picking her up. He, but he did say, when he picked her up, he said, maybe she'll fuck me. He actually said that, remember? Right. Crazy. Hippie oh, freak. Okay. She's- they're like all in the bed now, and like a ukulele gets played, and they sing along. This has nothing to do with the plot, and I don't know why we put it in. Here, I'll just give you a little audio. Sure, I want to hear the sing along. Round and round and round. We're the kids. We're the kids in America. America. Oh. oh. They're talking about male chauvinism. Look how they're all in the same bed. I know. Hippie uh, crap. 
smoking a cigarette must have smelled horrible. Oh, when you have five other people in your bed? That's him, man. Yeah, he wrote himself a good role. Are they gonna sing? They, well, I don't know if they sing, but it's Edelweiss. Oh. Oh, I know Edelweiss. Wayne Newton. Edelweiss. Edelweiss. That's just not what it sounds like, right? No. It's like hippie Edelweiss. Yeah. So now, she says to, um, him, like, you can have the tambourine. He goes, oh, I could never handle the tambourine. And she laughs. It's too complicated it for you. Yeah, like, you need to have, like, some rhythm, and then you need to read sheet music, right, when you play the tambourine. Yeah, you gotta yeah. Um, okay, so this is Toby's directorial debut. It's not really true, but in terms of being a feature. And it says, uh, I've, he says, I've always described it as being a mixture of Andy Warhol's trash and Walt Disney's Fantasia. Walt Disney's uh, trash and uh, Andy Warhol's trash and trash. <laughs> yeah. yeah I tried too hard, I don't know. Um, one of the documentaries he did was about Peter, Paul, and Mary. In 1983, he, he directed Billy Idol's Music video, dancing with myself. Oh, 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 oh. That's a good one because he's on top of a building. Oh, let's let, I'm not going to let you let that stand. He's on top of a rooftop, right, of a building, but it's like post-apocalypse. And these like creatures, these cat creatures are climbing up the building, right? And he's like, no way. Is that the Billy Idol or am video? I thinking of another? No, you could be right. I don't know. I, that... never, I didn't look it up. I just thought it was funny, you know, Billy Idol. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he was top of the notch. It was like White Weddings with Billy Idol. And <laughs> it was like... Eyes without a face. Caught no human run. Face. Oh. Oh. Not only did she not have eyes without a face, she had eyes without a face, but she got no human race, Carl. That's pretty bad. Where <laughs> she, she must have misplaced it. Just eyes. It's just eyes. They could be Inuit person eyes. They could be Latino eyes. You don't know. They were googly eyes. He wrote a whole song about it. Three and a half minutes. Human race. What does it mean? They're googly eyes. I bought them from Michael's. Now, guess who's in the basement? Ron. Because Ron knows shit about the basement. Now, look. What's weird about this is Ron never interacts really with the other cast members. So does he live there with them? They never acknowledge him. They never walk past him. They never bump into him. Every time we see him, he's alone. What's going on? Maybe it's an allegory about the upper and lower classes in America, in, in our society. They're both, they're both crews are the same ca uh, class. Look at him. Look at that, he's such a boob tube. It's just video drum. <laughs> video drill. Oh, so, this director, we like him, but he did have his, uh, he had a lot of underachievers later in his career. 
straight to TV, uh, straight to video or television work. Spontaneous combustion, night terrors, the mangler, and crocodile. Is that one movie or different movie? Uh, is there a mangler and a crocodile? Yeah, crocodile was its own film. Actually, crocodile was probably pretty early. Yeah, I don't think it should be called. A, well, it was two thousand. Yeah, the mangler. No, no, he he started. He declined. Um, once again, we like him. Okay, here's more. You see the hairdresser? Yeah, right. That explains their hair. Now, you see all the experimental film stop-motion stuff. Yeah. This is pretty cool. Now we see this for a while. It's asteroids on speed. We know if you take drugs, this movie's a lot better. Like, I've been taking aspirin, and it's been really helping me. <laughs> You take any drugs. But don't take the drug juice, Carl. <laughs> now only take a little bit. Just the, remember I had you go, 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 like with the camera. Right. With the editing. Wow. Look at this, the bedroom. This is pretty good. Oh, look, it's Weekend and Bernie's. Before, yeah, no, it, Kim does look like Bernie, right, with those glasses. Yeah, right. Is he alive, or is it Jonathan Silverman <laughs> lifting his arms? They're always smoking a joint, and I always think about how it's such different potency from today. You know, it's so little potency. You think their weed was weak? Yeah, they would smoke it all the way down. They'd have to smoke, like, three joints, and then they'd be high. You had to, like, not only get, like, stems and seeds out, you had to get, like, buttons that were yeah, in there. Yeah, you, you like, had to clean clips. it. Yeah. You had to take the paper clips out of it. It was really rough back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Sometimes the staples, they staple yeah, gotta, it. Yeah, you to take the staples out of it. I was always so impatient, you know what I mean? I just stick it in the bowl and light it up. The seeds would go pop! There's a forest fire going on. Whoa. Why is it on fire? It's a stem, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, that the seeds pop. Somebody on the internet said, it seems clear that Hooper watched more than a film of two by Jean-Luc Godard. Who I don't agree. Seen. We watched Jean-Luc Godard. We're, we're experts. We saw King Lear. Yeah. I yeah. think that this movie is not like Godard. <laughs> They would be talking about politics too. Like they would be yeah. uh, rambling about something. This just seems like well shot stuff. Well, like I said before, he had had a lot of experience doing over 60. His resume was 60 items by the time he got to this. Yeah, so for he PBS, did... For PBS and commercials and. Yeah, he directed that 60-minute Pepsi commercial. Remember that? With the explosions? He did the Howard the Johnsons where there was like a guy with no shirt on. I don't know what he did. <laughs> At Howard Johnson's, Hippie Fridays, no shirt, no shoes, service. Hippie Fridays at IHOP. 
Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. Okay, is this funny? Uh, my friend Mike, he's such a bum. Every time I see him, it's like no shirt, no shoes. No kidding. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that funny? No shirt, no shoes, no shit. How about that? So no, my kid I, I walks in the door and it's like, no shirt, no shoes, no shit. No shit, right. Well, I went to this hippie commune and I was trying to get some phone service. None. It was like, no shirts, no, no shoes, no, no service. Shoes. <laughs> no service. No, sh no shit, no shoes. Oh, man, this restaurant, it was all takeout. It was no shirts, no shoes, no shirts. <laughs> um, okay, so look at, you see how we did that three cut of, yeah. he just did it for no reason. He just did it for the heck of it. Now, he put something in a bag. He came upstairs. The smoke sort of followed him. So I guess the plot is telling us that the ghost or whatever this thing is, is taking him out of the house on a sort of journey. Okay. The ghost is smoking their weed. <laughs> Let me give you a little audio. Oh, that's right. Basically, Kim's just being a real jerk to Amy. And Amy's trying to say, like, David, you're going to let him tease me like that? And David just doesn't even. He's like, whatever. On. Yeah. Yeah, where's the kid? Is the kid there? Uh, no, no. Now, you see, she's smiling and happy and laughing, but she's also very uncomfortable, and she's looking down. She's trying to get away from it in her mind. She doesn't like being teased like that. Oh, this hey, is where so um, Kennedy got shot. Really? No. That was this in is, Dallas. <laughs> this is where they shot Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. <laughs> yeah, right? with the Bee Gees. Yeah, and George George Burns was there. No, the only film of note that was shot here is this was the um, they used this location in Eggshells. Oh, the hippie movie from Toby Hooper, Toby Hooper, nineteen sixty nine. You might know him from uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Man. Now listen, sure. that was his big hit. I mean, he went around to local people and raised sixty thousand dollars to shoot that film. Um, what eggshells or egg, Texas Chainsaw? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and and it got him exactly what he wanted. Hollywood said, "Okay, we'll take it. We'll buy that film." Yeah. Now I think that this actress, I think, 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 her name is Pamela Craig. Uh, we never hear her name Pam mentioned. You see, what Toby did, or maybe Kim, in this film is everybody just goes by their first name. It's their now, look at this. She's drinking off the tree. She's licking it. And Ron oh, I've heard like, of tree hugs. Ron is like, this is the girl for me. Yeah. Wow. I've heard of tree huggers, but this is ridiculous. Maybe what he mistook her Ron shirt. What? He'll tilt his head like, I'm in love. And Toby's like, good, give me more of that. Oh. I thought it was the weight of his perm. Look how he's rubbing the... Yeah, his ball sack. Okay, now this woman, Pamela Craig, is from England. She was born there. She was in a 63 film, The Spread of the Eagle. She was in 65, Out, in the Out of the Unknown. And she was The Spies in 66. And then she went away. 
last scene in this hippie movie. Yep, last scene in this hippie movie. Now, my Google search showed me some old people that kind of, there was more than one choice, though. I, I don't know if it's her. I think it's probably Pamela Craig. Well, she's rocking that sweater. Shaw. 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 Now, there, shawl. now there's going to be this weird thing with balloons. It's almost nonsensical. It's just, there's going to be balloons, and hers are all one color, and his are multicolored. I don't know. And then later in the film, the balloons show up again. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe he was shooting a Revlon commercial, and he said, hold on. <laughs> Get my character. Well, we'll shoot a scene. Get Ron on the phone. He's a... Let it ring eleven times. Yeah, he's busy. He's he's buttoning his shirt. No time. There's no time. Get him on the screen. Horshinkashenko's residence. Hello, Mrs. Horshinkashenka. Okay, you see that he's got the red balloons. They like clung to him when he walked through him. He's going through the blue balloons. Listen, I applaud Toby. Oh, actually, he does have some blue balloons. I applaud Toby for, like, being different and being hippie and being weird. Those are grapes, actually. Those are not balloons. Those are actually grapes. Really? But I don't think it goes with – what does this have to do with the ghost? Why did the – it's not a ghost. Why did the thing in the basement send him out to get a bunch of balloons and then to get a girl named Pam? It's not even balloons. The Fruit of the Loom guy is right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Those are clearly grapes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe it's like the movie with that balloon. Ron's like, check out my chest. Ron is like, who is that balloon person? Yeah. What a That's surprise a that it's Pam. Hey. Ooh, balloon magic. Now, I have an unknown here. His name is Jim Shulman, and he played Jim, and he's only known for this movie. But I don't find any Jim in this film, so be on the lookout for a Jim. Oh, it's been a shot outdoors, mostly. So this is Austin, Texas. Yes. Well, sure is pretty out there. Are they going to trip over, like, a keyboard elf or something? Like They're going to trip over a root of a tree. You know, Texas is so big that it should be, like, Galveston is so far away from Austin, they might as well be in different states. Okay, now Pam and Ron will have a Me connection. Oh, yeah. A balloon got away. Oh, I think a balloon... Do you have any STDs? Why would you ask me? Because I'm covered in multicolored balloons. It's yeah, well, because of these balloon warts. Oh, finally. No, it's she's trying on her wedding dress. Sheesh. Amy, this is Amy's wedding dress. Yeah, she's gonna marry uh, uh, David, and Sharon is helping her. Get it all together. Now, where's Baby? It's good. Well, the boss Baby's going to uh, be the sermon. Do the sermon. He's going to... Boss Baby's going to be the preacher in this wedding. 
He's got his suit on, collar. And now, Boss baby here. Truly beloved. Yeah, well, he's not going to say dearly beloved. He's going to go, guys, Get out. Not boss baby. He'd be like, all right, guys, I got three o'clock at three o'clock, so let's make this snappy. It's not boss baby. Okay, Alan comes in. It's like, why do you want to get married? I don't know. Why did you get married? Oh, that's the big question. Here, I'll give you a little audio. All right. Here's wife. Now, Kim will come in and be a jerk and a downer. Yeah, sounds like Jim. Hey, guys, have you seen my balloons? I, yeah. I had a really fun time yesterday. No, that's Ron. That's Ron. Ron, hey, Ron this is Kim who's – oh, did I say Jim? Excuse me. It's Kim, Kim the, our no. writer. He'll come in and be a jerk. He's like, I think the dress should be three feet shorter. And they go, ha, 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 and do it. But I don't know. He's just a downer. He's like, why are you getting married? I hate your wedding dress just because I hate weddings. He, he's a real. Yeah. Well, you know, he was invited to the Texas Chainsaw family wedding, and they were just like, who invited that deadbeat over there? He's killing the party. No, he wrote you. He wrote you. But Chainsaw Massacre, more like Buzzkill Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> one of the um, grisliest films you'll ever see they don't it's just downbeat movie and just it's downbeat you know this was going to be called an american freak illumination an what, american this movie, but they couldn't fit it in the marquee so they went with eggshells i don't know why they did eggshells an american freak illumination sounds cooler Maybe eggshells is an acronym like L W A F L M O I T. L W A F L. Experimental guys. Gosh. <laughs> so hell. Er. Love ladies. S. Eggshells. <laughs> what a coincidence it came together to say a real word. Thank God. This is scored with the music of Austin psych folk legends, Shiva's Headband. Whoa, legendary. There is a lot of acoustic guitar sort of stuff in this. I heard if you tell someone at the pizzeria you're from Shiva's Headband, they give you a free slice. <laughs> Excellent. In Austin. Oh, there's that hippie thing. Okay, maybe we'll hear the music now. We're the kids. In America. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, those cows are all dead by now. Those cows are definitely dead, uh, but it's not from old age. It's from hamburgers. Oh, yeah. Well, he's going to kill them. Okay, he's not going to kill them, but he is going to kill the car. It doesn't Why? make It doesn't make any sense. Who's the idiot who put a hatchet in the trunk? Look what Why he's not doing. make it that the ghost in the basement made him do it? You know, there's no 
Ryan Mar look, first of all, I like Toby and I like this film, don't get me wrong, but he didn't make, he just did this for sensationalism. I still think this is the film that everyone had to watch. You know, like if you were in film class or you're at a festival, you had to watch an hour and a half of this to get to the other movies. No, this film was wildly unsuccessful. It won one award one time. Yeah. It got it got played at like all the colleges in Texas once. That's what I'm saying. Like, all right, before we play uh, She Monster from Outer Space, <laughs> you gotta watch this piece of crap. Yep, eggshells. Okay, now you saw him destroy the front window, and I guess he's enjoying the breeze in his face. You know, I guess. Okay. And the but broken now, glass on his ass. Yeah, he sat his ass on broken glass. Okay, there's Ants. Now watch what he's going to fuck this car up now, man. He's really going to fuck this car up. All right. I'm looking for it. I hate Ants. So I'm hoping I get my money's worth on this. A lot of people dislike their family, but I, I hate Ants too. <laughs> what about Uncle's? No, uncles are cool. You know, but I especially hate my anecdote. Oh, I know. You keep telling me that. Well, because she's full of these, like, one-off stories, and she tries to apply them to general things. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you don't care, I recommend Antimatter. <laughs> I'm against Antimatter. He's okay. against his pants. Here we go. Pants Look, off. There's his dick. There's Kim's dick. They're on YouTube. And his balls. Totally his balls. Now, oh, yeah, watch summer. this. This is way too much explosion for this car. I'm still looking at his dick. Look at that. Those <clears throat> were bombs. Look at that! That's napalm! Uh, metaphor. Uh, his pants must have been filthy. What's a metaphor? I don't know. I've never met a Ford in my... That's a, uh, that's a good one. Five told me that he never met a four he didn't like. Okay, so why did he do that? What was it for? Why is honey, he back home getting a bath? What's honey, what? your pants? I can explain. I can't explain. He's just looking down there. When when Kim ran away from that car, I did see his peeping, but. Really, I saw his balls. There, they were. Uh, did you notice them? I mean, I watched this film a couple times. But he had falling arches when he ran. You know, it just caused the trajectory of his balls to go a different way. Right. Yeah. They were preformed loose balls. They had just knocked each other and were spreading in different directions. Listen, if it wasn't for his balls, the 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 bathtub would be like he's holding the water in there. Right? He's, he's, plugging, he's plugging up the stopper. His ball's got cleavage. This Ooh, is someone look else. At, look at her boobs. Oh, that's her knees. She already has shoulder boobs. I like Man. him. You want to hear a little dialogue? No. She's not talking to Kim. It's someone else in the bathtub, right? So okay, what the director does here is 
there are two different bathing activities going on. There's okay. Amy and David, and there's um, him and uh, Moron. <laughs> What's her name, Mahone? Oh, whoever's stuck with Kim. Moron. Just because Kim's an asshole doesn't make her a moron. Right, right. No, it's just not in front of me. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Malon. 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 This, okay, so Malon and Kim are having a bath, and in the other room, Amy and David are having a bath. And we intercut between their two conversations for no reason at all. Malon. Malon. You want to conversation? What? No, I don't want to hear the talk. <laughs> it's not going to be interesting. I can you imagine a realtor. Like, well, our... it's really groovy. Stuff like that. Guys, okay, so check out what you think of the house. Uh, how many bathtubs are there? There's two. Uh, but they fit They fit two people a piece. They fit four. Oh, okay. We've sold. Like ja we bathe like Japanese we both people. Yeah, what, our feet up your, uh, where's his feet going? Uh, I guess to her left and right. Okay, now, check out the boobs on Milan here. Hold on. All right. John Lennon glasses. I just think. And this Ringo mustache. I know, who does he think he is? Pete Best after a bender? <laughs> Pete Best. Will anybody know that reference? He has yeah, such a Ringo best. mustache and a John Lennon glasses. And he's, he's got Paul's hair. hair. He's got Paul's hair, right. Listen, Pete Best is the best of the Beatles. That's, That's literally true. Look, look at her boobs, man. Right. right. That was great. <laughs> That's your grandmother. That, okay, those were knees. They were knees. Oh, my God. Right, well, what are they talking You want to hear the dialogue? Otherwise, it's very boring. All right. Give me a little. No, I don't want to hear the dialogue. So what kind of cheese do you like? I uh, like I like Swiss. I do Why like, like Swiss? It's uh, got to be in a mood for Swiss. I asked the cheesemonger to give me a smaller price on the Swiss because there were so many holes in the cheese. I didn't think it was fair. Yeah. you. We do it by weight, sir. It's a Jewish wedding. And, yeah, and well, David, both David and uh, Amy are Jewish. This was it, Texas's first Jewish wedding. I captured it here, 1969. It's their first Jewish wedding? Yeah. It took them that long. I'm sorry, but Jewish people were part of the woodwork and fabric of Austin, Texas. David, where are you, Amica? Yeah, man, I am. Cover your head. Someone might say, God, God. This, this park's a shithole, so there's already broken glass under their feet. Oh, look at this dog running around. Wow, it's nice to see right off a wedding. They actually got married, I'm sure. They don't mistake. break the glass. They actually break her ass. She lays down and, and David bashes her butt. Oh, yeah. Well, they misread it. It's supposed to be glass. <laughs> now we will smash the ass. 
thank you. The gazebo is not very furnished, right? But they, they invited all the Jews from Texas to come and they came. They're all out there. You see, he's got the Torah in his hands there, but he also has the Book of Mormon. Right. You know, he, uh, I read, I sped read, you know, the speed reading class? Yeah. I, I, read the, I read the entire New Testament in two days. Really? It was, yeah, it was great, Carl, especially about that guy. Oh, man, he was terrific. <laughs> the, the miracle guy. I guess, yeah. I right, took yeah. Evelyn Wood. I took Evelyn Wood speed reading. Uh-huh. Yeah, I read the Bible. The, the New Testament, the New Testament. Oh, what'd you think? Well, I liked, there was like a, there was the guy, but he, there was like a bigger guy, you know, and he was doing yeah. a job for him. It was a good book. It was cool. I actually read uh, Moby Dick by Herbert, uh, Herbert Melville. Uh-huh. He's in the episode. Yeah. It's good. It takes place on a boat. There's not one nude scene. I didn't get the title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're having the reception right now? Yeah. They Well, um, the wedding ceremony and reception are kind of lumped into one here. There isn't like uh, food or entertainment or, or, or a dance or... They're just all sort Where's of milling around and having a conversation. I want some pigs in the blanket. I want uh, a open bar. Nobody's I want to get some... anything. Where's the crudite? Where's this, the seafood station? Where's the carving table? Yeah, do, do you have an omelet station here? Yeah, I knew. So what kind of golf club are you without an omelet station? So, all right, how about this for my next open mic? Uh... I saw that movie Moby Dick, and there was not one nude scene. I just don't get that title. <laughs> Is that any good? You know the the techno artist Moby. You know how he got his name? No. Big Dick. He was a, a dick. Big dick. What a dick. There's Sharon, soon to be divorced. Oh, there's Jason, soon to be interviewed by us. There's their child, Jason, soon to be abandoned. Soon to be interviewed by us. What was it like uh, making a cameo? Well, it was mostly me and Vern Troyer. I had a, I could only be in 12 minutes of the film, and then I had to, my tutor had to come and teach me uh, classes. Yeah, right, because uh, my twin is not you – know, some of the scenes, it's actually my twin. <laughs> I, know, I rehearsed my line for days. I was in front of the mirror like, I got it down perfect. Okay, so now we're going to get a little more of, you know, his – no, he's writing, and we get to hear his, like, poem or whatever. I'm playing it. Oh, no. Malik, Malik, I tell you. He's William Burr. Inside the mind, inside the mind of Kim. Yeah, let's go in, let's go inside the mind of Kim. Oh, I bet big. you this was his real life. He would be in front of that typewriter, whack, 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 making material. Oh, I know. 
and then Kim's in the bathtub and people are interested in that. Now, Kim notices something is going on in the basement. The fuck, yeah. man? Freddy Krueger lives there. So now he has to show Milan. Come on, Milan, check this out. Oh, look at her. Yay, something interesting. I will have more Toby interesting indie film stuff. He passed away, huh? I think I knew that. He did a movie with George Romero called uh, Body Bags. And I found it on uh-huh. TV. 74 years old, he passed away in California. And every single obituary or whatever mention of it just says natural causes. Oh, yeah. Well, Chainsaw is a natural cause. Mm-hmm. Now, look, they're all in the hair dryers. Why? What does it mean? What does it have to do with anything? And what's happening to them? They're having a trip or? Yeah, I guess so. A hair trip. Bad hair day. Here's the music. Boing, boing. It's like bad Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. We're the kids. We're the kids. kids. We're wow. In America. Whoa. Wow, look at these matchbox cars. These are nice cars, though, you got to admit. It's funny you said matchbox. It's like when I see old cars like that, I do think of that Hot Wheels. Yeah, because yeah, that's the design I've always seen them in. Died of natural causes in Sherman Oaks section of Los Angeles, California, August 26, 2017, at the ripe old age of 70 dead. Four, 74. Well, you know, they did a lot of, like, masters of horror anthology movies. Mm-hmm. Like, not movies, but more of, like, one-hour cable specials. Yeah. And I think that might have been his last work. Like, he did another movie, like, uh, shit. You know, you know Kill Bill where the guy goes, my name is Buck, and I like to fuck. Yeah. That's taken from a Toby Hooper movie about... Really? Like, yeah. Th- that was Robert... What period? It was about, like, crocodile. It was, like, some kind of weird hotel that's off the swamp, and there's, like, a killer crocodile that okay. eats, like, rapists. In 2000, he does Crocodile. No, this is the 70s. Okay. Then in the 70s, he did... Um, Eaten Alive, 1977, with Crocodiles. That's probably, yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking it is. He also did a real interesting film in 81 called Fun House. Oh, I saw Fun House. Yeah, I like that movie. It's creepy. Everything. Well, he, when he was a kid, he loved the idea of the Fun House, and he would run backstage, you know, like behind the tent to like get a glimpse of a clown or like what do they really look like when they're just walking around like a the freak show people. Okay, born with the music of Austin Psych folk legend Shiva's headband. Let's hear Shiva's headband. It's the same thing. They're still playing the same chords. This is just a sizzle reel from PBS. Next on PBS, it's Capital Steps. Well, this is another one of Toby's, like, adventures into something neat, visually experimental. It just goes on too long. Next on PBS, 
Dick Cavett. <laughs> what a dick. What a dick. Another dick. You know, it's exploitive how PBS would just show dick pics. Oh, you mean Dick Cavett every night? Mm-hmm. But in the William Powell movies, just one dick pic after another. Yeah, they always did footage of Nixon. Always, always photos. Dick, Are dick they in a war Is there like a tank behind them now? Yeah. Now look, Pam still has her balloon. I know. And that dude still hasn't got a shirt. And this is the first time we see Ron with other cast members. Right, because it didn't make sense. But Pam and Milan are talking like they're good friends and they've known each other a long time. Why are they going to the tennis courts? Rude. Those were the famous Austin tennis team that we saw for two seconds. They were so good at tennis, it was like they were playing 11-it. <laughs> they really exceeded tennis. Yeah, like one better. Like a higher level of it. Okay, Mike, what's going on? What's happening? Why is it happening? They're putting garbage bags over their heads entirely. They're going to put their heads in these hair dryers. Uh -huh. Oh, they're going to build the they're going to build the plastic into their hair. What is going on? Why is this? It, there was no foreshadowing to this. It's, oh, look, it's the Nine Inch Nails. I hey, want to. You see that like glop that's coming out? That's them getting converted into goo. Oh, because they, the man. Uh, what? What is, is this going on? Now, here's that spirit, that smoky, ghosty thing. Oh, right, that Usually they get shot at the uh, shot in the head at the end of the movie. Back to, back in these days. So did he consume them, and now with his energy he can go free? I don't understand what happened. Is it in the Chronicle? Did I read it in the Alternative Weekly? Look, it's Fog Monster. <laughs> I'll restore this film. Where is he off to? So that's that's pretty much it. It will go away. By the way, but this is a restored film, by the way. And the only thing they did except oh. clean it up was do titles at the beginning and end. Oh, they did great. It took two seconds. All right. Wow. Oh. Yeah. That just happened. Yeah. There's Mahone. There's Ron. There's Amy. Boris, Pamela. Jim. You yeah. have Alan Sherman. Alan David. Sherman, the folk singer. My son, the folk Sherman. singer. Yeah. Hello, mother. Hello, <laughs> Don't try the liverwurst. Wow. Well, that has been uh, Carl. What'd you think of Eggshells from 1969? I love hated it. I mean, I love hated it. Okay. There, there was a lot of interesting things he did, like the sword fight amongst himself. And a lot of the animation stuff, um, some of, you know, filming people against the reflections. There was lots of interesting stuff here. There was also, and there was some plot. There was this much plot. But I don't know. I also hated it because it was tedious. 
and long and rambling and this I want this much plot. You just hate you're not a Sherman uh, headband head like I am. We like, you know, we I, like I tore, this director. We like Toby. We like Toby. Like Toby. He's good. Life force is good. Oh well, uh yeah, I mean it's interesting, but it does come off as a demo reel. But you know, there's some stuff that just exists that wouldn't exist otherwise. So uh, he was in his twenties, and he quickly realized that that film was not the way to get noticed, and he went the horror route. With and he was interesting about it. Nice. Well, all right. I hope you guys enjoyed the movie as much as we tried to enjoy it. Pearl, next week's movie. It's the 1952 3D movie Bawana Devil. 1952, I caught Gavel. Bawana, B-W-A-N-A. It takes, they're, they're British colonizers in Africa and a tiger or something. A tiger in Africa uh, comes out, there's some kind of, I don't know, is it 3D? <laughs> is it not B-W-A-N-A, Bawana? Yeah. You want to go take a look, see if there's a trailer out there? All right. Look and see if there is a trailer it's a very, out there. I'm, it's, I'm sure it's very problematic from the start, but uh, it was what kicked off the uh, 3D craze back in the 50s. BW. BW. P as in park? P as in? B as in boy. B as in bark. See? Very exciting. Carl, your your YouTube use is amazing. Are we doing uh audio? Here, do do the, the, the second one. That one's the full movie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh B one uh Devil, nineteen fifty two. Right. God damn it. One. Bina? Oh my god. Well, that's for the show. I hope you no. enjoyed it. No, no. I'll no, no. Do this live. Okay, I got it. Oh. All right. See, it's all 3D. You need to wear those red and green glasses. Three. Two, one, go. Unmuted. Now at last. The picture you've been hearing about. It's a 3D movie. All in its blazing glow. Action, adventure, romance. Oh, why not? In thrilling color. It's a thrilling? 3D. Yeah, color can be thrilling. Pulses <laughs> <laughs> will pound. I don't want to see it. Every throb of its jungle fury. <laughs> I want a devil. 
There you go. We just watched the uh, trailer in 3D, which meaning you had to watch it. If this was the first 3D movie, why is the trailer in 3D? What's it going to proceed? They give yeah, us so, right. You would have to have the glasses. Hey, Mike, if I get the glasses, can I see the 3D? Well, the, the print we'll be watching next week is in 2D, but you get to see that they, they intended to have some 3D effects. It won't work if I have the glasses with the different color. No, I it's... Can't. That's this. This uh, footage isn't in there. Just the trailer. Damn it! Oh, I know. I'm trust me. I've been looking for a real 3D movie, but yeah. I noticed that this was on Amazon Prime as well as a lot of other movies. There in 3D. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So that's that's what pushed it. So we'll be watching Moana Devil. This will be our second 3D movie, Carl. Uh, I watched with Ira four years ago, Coming at You from 1983, uh, which is a spaghetti western from 1983, uh -huh. and this one. Yeah, so we'll be watching this one next week. All right, hey, uh, make sure, Carl, what a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for researching and watching Eggshells four times. Uh, you can be found at carlsucks.com. And anything else you want to promote? Uh, I'll be the host at Scotty's on November 21, 20 and 21. I'm proud of that. All right, check out Tommy's in uh, Oberville, wherever the hell it is in New Jersey. Take it to Oberville. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, well, that's it. I, I'm, I'm not doing comedy, so fuck it. <laughs> uh, see you next week. Thanks so much. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman.
Baklava markets should continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoe Hoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Leather can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out? side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket you put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Enthusiast. That is flat. 